This is episode 40 of Two Minute In, and uh, what an action-packed show we've got today. Even more, even more action-packed than last week, but probably filled with more shite this time. So, hope everybody enjoys it. And, um, yeah, how you doing? Alright, I'm good. How are you? 10 out of 10. I've just watched a, I've just watched a, a clip of a Northern Irish football referee. Saying, <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah. Clearly saying, calm the fuck down. <laughs> doink. But yeah, it's so obvious that he says, <laughs> doink. And it ties in nicely, obviously, to our weekend with Belfast. So, uh, yeah, loads to cover from the Challenge Cup stuff all the way to dodgy pink jerseys. But The big 4 though. Well, exactly. That was going to be my next point. We've reached official Carlo Finucci status. Life, life begins at forty. Yeah. Well, it does. It begins right now. You're feeling excellent. Yeah. It's uh, third in the league. Third in the league. Guard of conference champs. Conference champs and fortieth episode. I don't think life gets any better. Maybe other than winning the Challenge Cup and being top of the league. But <laughs> well, if we can win the playoffs, then that's... Exactly. That would be a, a nice end to the season. Yeah. And if you if you think about it, our uh, next episode will be Scott Tansky's score. So you can't really <laughs> complain about that. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be interviewing Scott Tansky as well. So if well, you stay tuned. Yeah. Well, we fuck. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry for getting your hopes up I, there. I heard it. I don't even know what I would, what I would say, or how we would sort of go about that. Oh, it'd be easy. We'd coast it. It'd be great. Tasky would be fine. Talk to him. Yeah, well, we'll maybe pretend next week. We can do a five-minute segment where I'll pretend to be Tansky and you can interview. Right, and I'll pretend to be you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. But that's so all for good. next week, obviously. Uh, the business in hand, uh, clan-wise, started with a, a disappointing Challenge Cup. No, it didn't. I'll start that in true Jerry McLaughlin style. <laughs> uh, we're not starting with that. We're starting with Jeff positive note, former man. a positive note, and it was uh, a win against Dundee on Tuesday, and that clinched the, albeit reduced, Gardner Conference Trophy. But... Uh, yeah, no, it was a an emphatic win, five one in the end on Tuesday against them. I believe you were at that one. I was there, yeah. Seemed to to coast pretty much throughout the game. I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think we were particularly great, but you know we just uh, held our own and uh, took our chances when when required. I think it was that was a difference pretty much. It wasn't really. It wasn't really too much. Uh, it wasn't a niggly game or anything. Like that, but I don't think the aren't really that type of team this season, but. Overall, I thought we were professional enough. Um, not the best I've seen, but it was uh, a good, good enough performance. And I, I don't think Dundee were were good enough really to take to take anything off us. But that's a kind of that's a, a credit to us really in the way that we've been, we've been performing recently. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that we had uh, one eye on the the game on Thursday? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that may have come into it, but. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just felt like although they went sort of flying in all cylinders, but they still managed to get the win. So that's that's pleasing, definitely. 
Yeah, um, good to see Pitt get a goal. He's had a couple recently after we've kind of talked about it and the same same kind of contributors uh, carrying on. There was an incident where one of the Dundee players got a puck to the face. It looked like a sore one. Was there a fair oh. stoppage after that? Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite scary, actually. I think I'd said to you at the time, or so just after it happened, but... I think it was a shot from Conley and I think it was a Mike Sullivan. Yeah. He sort of threw, threw himself in the pocket like from about two yards away from Conley and it just it must have happened straight in the mouth or something. Not pleasant, not not a pleasant sight, but um, he did skate off, which was which was good to see, I guess. Yeah, and um, I believe that they were also without Shalupka yep. in that game. And subsequently that weekend there, so that was why Pasha had to step in. Um, just while we're on that subject, obviously quite a likable guy, but it's just funny when you see him getting the skates on again. I think uh, probably the only disappointment was you didn't, didn't see him at Brayhead on Tuesday playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good, laugh. Been a good, a good wee treat. Yeah, but no, at the weekend he, he led them to a win, the few shifts he had, so... Fair play, but no, that the, I think there was maybe one eye on on Thursday of that game, but professional enough, and, and that officially clinched the the conference trophy. And um, we'll come on to that in a in a bit, but on to Thursday then, and uh, it was ultimately disappointing, uh, losing six three, in the end another TV game disaster, although maybe not as much of a disaster. As in the past, but the the first period I think was what what really killed the game for us. Yeah, definitely. That uh, that was that was the only period of the game that I watched live. Anyway, doesn't it help when when Celtic are playing the same night. You know, it doesn't really. None of this helps. But you know, albeit I think we we improved and we had to really because couldn't have been any worse. I don't think than in the first period. And yeah, like you said again, with the the TV game, so sort of curse that the team seem to have. Because uh, I think I'd said at the time that I would, I would just be quite happy for us never to be on TV again. Uh, at that point, uh, being four one down at the end of the first. Yeah, of course, both TV games away from home, so maybe mm. if we we have a home one, we'll we'll fare better. But well, we've got we've got one against Cardiff coming up. Yeah, I will be flying. We'll be good. But yeah, so it was it was four one. We grabbed a goal just at the end of the first period to kind of restore a bit of respect, so to speak. So in four one on the night, and that would be two goals down overall, given that we had we were one up after the first. And then you thought, well, let's given ourselves a chance. It, it's a bit. I didn't don't remember much from the rest of the game to be honest. I think it was more the shock from the first period, but we did. You know, do ourselves justice, so to speak, in the, the last couple of periods, and even had had a wee bit of hope when Earhart put one in in the the third period with a, a huge shot to make it a one goal game, but then our Achilles heel again popped up the the penalty kill. Belfast were three from four that day, and it just looked like every power play they had that they were going to score, and it kind of proved that way. Yeah, weren't too many power plays. Um... We only had the one, I think, um, but uh, it just shows you how how good Belfast have been on the power play. Um, you know, just like you said, that 
every power play, they just looked as if they were going to score. And, you know, that's not great for us. Uh, you know, not so I've been able to stay out of the box again a couple of daft penalties in the, in the third period from Sully and Peacock. I don't know. I've not actually seen them, but I don't know if, you know, if they were kind of soft penalties or not. I'm not sure. I think Peak's one was for goalie interference, so I don't know. You know, it'd be difficult to say, say that would be a soft goal, but and then obviously, I think he got injured that night as well, so I don't know if that was a, a result of that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I actually don't remember, Um, but yeah, you are correct, he he didn't play any any part the next night or on Sunday, uh, yesterday at all, so I saw he was there out in his suit at the end, but I don't know how how bad his injury will be, but thankfully, obviously, we did have Travis Earhart back, um, and he he definitely makes a difference to a number of aspects, as we've we've touched upon. But yeah, overall, I think Belfast deserve to go through based on based on that performance certainly, and they'll um, they'll face Guildford in the final, who kind of routed Nottingham, I think. Uh, 3-1 they won in Nottingham on Thursday as well and that was a six six goals on aggregate was it the difference? Um, uh, is that right? 5-2 five, five, five. Five the first leg no can't remember yeah, the five, first five leg 5-2 yeah and then 3-1 so 8-3 yeah so five goals in it and then a hammering and um, Belfast Guildford that'll be a good game two quite attacking teams um, down in Cardiff on the 10th of March. That'll be a good one. That will be a good one, yeah. Both teams excellent on the on the power play as well, as well as the penalty kill, so that'll be a, a tasty tie, I think, as they, as they say. I think, though, it's, uh, you know, talking about the, the Challenge Cup overall for us, you know, we were kind of, we were lucky to even get sort of past the, the initial stages anyway, and then, you know, going on to beat Cardiff and you know, barring that sort of first period kind of meltdown a wee bit, but I think we held our own throughout the competition. It just shows that they can go toe-to-toe with the, with the biggest in the league. Yeah, definitely. We're obviously a, a kind of third-place team now, so, and showed that we did, we can compete. But yeah, I think the, and even scraping through that Challenge Cup was the, the Grattan era when we were quite inconsistent, so we could have likely finished higher up in that group had we had we been playing as well from the start. But um now nah, the way it worked out, obviously beating Cardiff I think has to be the highlight there. Great performance yeah. and I don't think we've been to the semi final of the Challenge Cup before. I might be wrong but Not it's just season two I think. No, it's it's a fair highlight and a positive start to Pete Russell's reign, so to speak, I think. If we'd got to that final it would have been would have been great against the expectations, but uh, they've been smashing. So, a good effort. I think the fans obviously appreciate it. Yeah, aye, definitely. As I say, like it was that just seemed to be just that one that one period that kind of let us down in the end. Um, which is, you know, it's it's unfortunate, um, but that can happen against against the best teams. So, you know, credit to Belfast as well. They, you know, being down after the the first leg, albeit there wasn't that much in it, but no, they're they're a good team and. Uh, especially at home as well. Yeah, against us. Yeah. Yeah, very strong. Of course, uh, the 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 way the weekend panned out 
could have a significant impact on Belfast title challenge. Um, we played them away then home on Saturday and Sunday. The, the first of those two legs, if you'd call it that, although it's not. Aggregate finished um, in another another Belfast win, unfortunately for us. This time it was 4-1. Having seen the highlights, again, it looked like we, we were okay in, in periods, but um, again, I think Belfast really deserved to win that. They got off to a better start than us, 2-0 after the first period. And albeit we've known that we can score goals in Belfast in the past, it's never great to go down 2-0 on the road, um, especially with the, the history of the Challenge Cup game behind us. No, exactly. Uh, even, you know, like Fitzy taking a, a holding penalty and it's a less than 30 seconds into the game. <laughs> uh, doesn't say you up well for uh, Belfast power play and obviously they, they scored from that 15 seconds into that power play actually so again we didn't so weren't ready from, from the get go um, and Belfast took full advantage of that and yeah like you said 2-0 after the first period makes it makes it difficult definitely but highlight of the night was uh, Jack Muzo getting, getting a goal against Belfast yeah, it was a, an instinctive kind of finish because he sort of located the puck under Bess Grawani. Right. It sort of sneaked out behind him and he, he continued to, to try and fish it out and he got it in in the end. Of course, that, that took it to 3-1 and again you're thinking there's maybe a wee bit of hope there. But Rutherford got a, a goal in the third, which was the only, only other goal in the game, to make it 4-1. Yeah, so it, it was a bit disappointing. I thought we'd maybe be a bit closer than that. Not not expecting them to have some sort of hangover from the win on Thursday, but I thought we'd maybe be a wee bit closer than that. Not to be... I do see that Sully got a, a game misconduct for abusive official at the end of the match. <laughs> uh, not really sure what, what that was for, but... There's, a f- there's been a few of them in recent games. That's... Uh... Racking up our penalty minutes now, although I think we're still uh, we're still pretty good on that front. But uh, just noticing that we trend. Yeah. <laughs> it's not um, it's not really Sully's game usually. I remember he would get one earlier than in Fife in the year, and obviously just heat of the moment stuff that's kind of boiled yeah. over. But yeah, d- disappointing to to have the two defeats in Belfast there. I suppose just. One of these things it is is tough place to go in there chasing the league, but yeah, always slightly disappointing. And the the power play again conceding another one on that. It just it's hard to tell exactly what it is that we're not really getting right on the penalty kill. But um, against teams like that, it's definitely costing us. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think all for three on the on the power play for us as well. No, so no, these special teams haven't been great recently. Difficult to pinpoint it, as you say. Um it's maybe just one of these one of these things. It just it'll work itself out. I don't think we're I think we've been particularly bad. You know, we're still kinda we're still getting the puck in the zone and um you know it's 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 all about kinda creating space and you know, finding a gap to to get a shot away. I'm not really one for just uh, as soon as as soon as you get it to somebody in the blue line, just absolutely rattle it. You know, no, like, absolutely not. You need to find the wee gaps and stuff to I watched yeah. 
create chances. I watched a good video, it was uh, NHL analysis of the Tampa Bay Lightning power play. Right. Um, it was on the NHL YouTube channel, uh, which I would recommend to go, you know, it was, it was, there were three things that they analysed in the video and, and the, their power play was one of them. Um, and it was it was excellent stuff, just how they get set up in the zone and the different options that they have with Stamkos and Stamkos and Hedman, etc. Really interesting. Not that we should we should have a, as good a power play as that, but I think yeah, it's just we're we're struggling to get it in the net as opposed to uh, create the chances from what I've seen anyway. But some people might disagree. Um, but. Yeah, hopefully it does. There's not really too much. I think we can add on it tactically or whatever. I'm sure Pete Russell and etc. knows what he's doing. So. Yep, not definitely. But the the positive part of the weekend was when we we returned back to Breda Arena on Sunday, so last night, um, and it was another Rumpel shutout. So that's him up to three, three in the season. We won. Beat Belfast five 0 and uh, it doesn't really get any more emphatic than that. Absolutely not. Pleasantly surprised. I wasn't able to make the game, but pleasantly su- uh, surprised to see uh, the score in the end. Definitely. Um, yeah, a big, a big surprise being able to to shout their their forwards. I think they're quite potent. So pleasing again for for Rumpel as well. It's uh, three shouts in quite a, a short period of time as well. So yeah, that's good to see. And I think we're. You think he's joint now with um, who? Who else was it? There was Bounds and Fullerton, I think. Right. Okay. Which yeah. uh, after the kind of criticism he had at the start of the year, it's it's good to see see um, how he's kind of risen above that. Three yeah. shutouts is good given the the stands in the rest of the league. He's sitting at point nine oh four save percentage and comfortably under three. Goals against a game, average, only Bess Grawani, Bounds, Chris Carozzi and Michael Garnett are above him in that aspect. The, the next next lowest is Hogren from Dundee, who's 3.1 goals against, so really impressive stuff. And I think he's, I say, starting to, to get used to conditions and things, obviously you'd expect him to be there now, but really putting in performances that make a difference and certainly the goals in the game on Thursday that I saw a lot of them he, he couldn't really do much about so he's performing right up to, to his high standards I would say at the moment Rumpel yeah definitely I think that's it as well he's uh, you know he's, he's getting a lot of game time as well and perhaps you know it's just that sort of aspect where guys coming over here for the first time and you know, kind of struggle to set settle down sometimes, but it's good to see he's he's finding his feet now, and yeah, I mean, long long may it continue. Yeah, is he someday that you would like to see next year? <laughs> I think you know if he continues the way that he's been playing recently, I, I think there's there's a good chance that we might have we might see him back here. Um, you know, it's whether they want to be here or not. I think I would, I think I would like to see him again. Yeah, um, I so, don't know though. It's, I don't know. Sometimes he just there's goals that he that he gives up, and I'm you know sitting scratching my head. It's like how it's ended up going in. Yeah, I don't know. 
still, I'm, I guess I'm still kind of undecided, but I'd probably lean more towards yeah, bringing him, bringing him back. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a hard one because a lot of the time I think when you get a goalie in from, you know, an import goalie, they take a bit of time to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you tend to see that. I think he's obviously quite used to it now, so you'd get the benefit of having played before. It shouldn't take long to settle in to a guy who's, you know, playing for two or three seasons. Um, But yeah, I agree. A couple of the goals still think are a bit soft, but a guy who's kind of producing those stats, it's hard to, if if they continue, it's hard to argue against having them, given what we have had in the past. Albeit that the D's been, you know, played its part in that as well. It's been pretty good recently so they, they kind of the whole team comes as a unit so it's hard to hard to say how a keeper would perform with a different team in front of them but yeah it's one of those things I, I wouldn't be annoyed as it stands at the moment which is quite similar to you but yeah of we course we hope for something different <laughs> what that you would say that you would say you didn't want them no I just mean like because we always uh end up agreeing on a lot of things on this so nah it's just because we've got good knowledge alright I'll take that uh, well we might we might disagree it's when we do a, an off season who do you want back <laughs> we disagreed about the Haywood testimonial as well I suppose yeah okay um, we'll find something else to disagree with but yeah it was, it was a good good night for Pitt good to see him back Scoring a couple over the the weekend and an assist there as well, yeah. And then Travis Earhart, a couple of assists, and Stupka as well. A good good first goal from him and a good play on the the pit goal as well. A great pass across the crease. So yeah. some nice goals in there. Good for Connolly to get a goal against Belfast, and I think overall. We'd have probably taken the, the split. If you take the Challenge Cup out of it, we'd probably take the the split, given our position in the league. But, you know, you you always want the four points, but we'll take the two. Yeah, that's it. I think we'd said that last week as well. We wouldn't be too disappointed if we, if we split the, the weekend with Belfast. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we Razzie Bierum getting a, a short-handed goal as well. Yeah, a uh, good one as well. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a, a nice finish. And then... Obviously, you touched on Cornley's goal. I was on the power play as well, but again, one of six from the power play, although five of five in the penalty kill, which was uh, definitely what, a Which is better. worrying. <laughs> What's that? It's worrying that we're starting to kill penalties. <laughs> well, I don't know, but one of six, you know, that's, what's that, 18% or something? So that's kind of roughly around about where we are, you know, j- just now, I think, overall, in terms of power play percentage but obviously we want to be doing a bit better than that um, although yeah just getting even just getting the one goal was was good in the end quite a lot of, a lot of penalties as well yeah well the, the, the main the main incident really was the Zach Fitzgerald one where I think it was Kevin Drain uh, hit him from behind and then right. Fitzgerald was down and then got up and instigated a a fight with him, I think Rain kind of pulled his jersey over him, yeah. so he was he found it hard to get going. But it's one of those ones at the time, probably live. It, it looks 
quite bad. I, I'm never sure. Obviously, we're biased as well, but I'm never really sure. Fitzy had sort of turned on the boards and Reigns coming in at speed and hits into him. It's, it's definitely one of those that's always going to get called. Whether there's a, a, a huge bit of intent there, I'm not sure, but um, not surprised to see Fitzy taking exception to it. No, um, I think he, uh, I think, you know, Ren does come in uh, from the back. I think what you've said, Fitzy sort of turning doesn't, doesn't help. I think that's how he ends up going into the boards. But yeah, because he gets quite low during the turn. Yeah, you know, at, at that point, there's nothing really that, that Ren could have done. He's already sort of committed to the hit. You know, whether, whether it would have been a, a clean hit had he, had he kept going in the same direction, it's difficult to tell, but. It's, it's it's definitely a it's definitely a penalty for me, although it's maybe not intentional. But Fitzy as well take taking exception to it. And I think was there not was there not another uh, was there another missed call or was that from the Saturday game? It was a boarding call? I think. Hey, not sure. I, was there? I think I'd seen. No, I'm not sure, but that was one that was missed. So so yeah, that's maybe sort of fresh in the fresh in the memory for for Fitzy as well, and he's definitely going to stick up for himself. So. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I see that he got a a game misconduct. Actually, I don't know what that was for. Well, it says on sportsmanlike conduct there. At the end, it's logged at the end of the second period. So I'm not sure That's... if he's if he's said something to the referee or whatever. I did look quite angry at the non-call before the rain incident. So yeah, so I'm I'm sure it's probably to do with that. But yeah, I think it probably was. I think it was just sat near the end of that. Near the end he's, uh, of his penalty as well. I think he had like a minute left or something at the, at the start of the third, but getting that unsportsmanlike um, at the end of the second, so it's a game misconduct in the end, but you know, not not ideal, but luckily we didn't, we didn't need him in the end. Yeah, no, good performance overall. Great to shut out Belfast, and I think that kind of slightly dented their title hopes going into the next couple of weeks, but couple of things, obviously, coming off the back of that game, we were wearing Valentine's jerseys. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought they were absolutely shocking. Uh, I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse, I'll say that. In fact, I think it was, there was a Valentine's jersey maybe a few seasons ago that had like, sort of loads of wee love hearts on it. That was, that was rank as well, but I don't know. It's not, it's not the worst I've seen. Doesn't it really? I mean, Belfast were wearing white as well, so doesn't it really? Yeah, it's kind of almost a strip clash. See, I just think when we're going with a jersey like that, a kind of special edition one, you've got to go all out, like the Highland cow or the kilt type thing. As bad as they look, I think it's more a, it's more of a thing than just what looked like kind of plain pink all the way. Um, I don't know if it was just because the the shorts and the socks were pink as well. Mm. I don't know. There was just something about it. But as people have said, if we play like that when we wear it, then can we wear it every week? Type thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a fair a fair point. Can maybe use that as the as the alternate the alternate jersey going forward. Yeah, um, well, we never wear purple anyway. Um, no, exactly. But I, I don't mean, obviously, don't get me wrong. I don't mean we shouldn't be wearing those jerseys. I think the, the whole, um, especially the ones where we will do a, a charity auction, whatever, is great. But 
I just think that it was I just didn't like the look of them I wanted something else that I don't know what it was so I can't really can't really comment but it just wasn't was it maybe the was it maybe the shade of pink or maybe it was that it was yeah. a darker yeah. pink you mean yeah. maybe or maybe just a normal jersey with some flashes on it or something I don't know but yeah because anyway. it's a it's a fades into white the bits as well yeah it does doesn't it I kind of near the the bottom of it did it yeah not really a fan of that but no I don't know I was trying to think of something that it looked like it's just kind of kind of custard almost like a sort of pink <laughs> custard send in it's your silly send in your description your jersey designs and we'll we'll maybe put them send them into the club you know we'll, so. we'll, we'll make a design and, and it'll be worn next Valentine's Day who knows um, well, I noticed that um, folk were our folks seem to be coming up with, with their own songs as well but not not through us but through their own Twitter channels or whatever yeah and none of them are as good as Connolly so well some, I don't know see some, some did some did uh, made a Connolly one what do you think of the one <laughs> the Matt Becker one the you know it's the Chasing the Sun song I think is that what it's called Chasing the Sun. Oh yeah, Chase the Sun. Okay. Yeah. The darts thing. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end it just goes, Matt Becker. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think, okay, I think it's, it's all right. It's not it's the best right. song, but it's good to have a song for players. Yeah, I So I, I'm I'm not really ever going to complain about the acoustics. Um, no. It's just funny, but it's good to have a song about players. Yeah, no, definitely. But you know, if you if can have that, if you can have that for Matt Becker, then they can have the of calling me for for Brendan Connolly. Exactly, get it done. Another thing from from that game or after that game was the Gardner Conference Trophy presentation. You know the players were out with the cup and stuff. In general, what do you think about that? Is it a bad omen to do that, or is it good to celebrate any success? I think it's good to to celebrate success when it when it happens. You know, we're sort of winning it winning it back off. Uh, Fife as well. That was that was nice. Um, nice to see that. But I'm not really too fussed to be honest. It's really uh, just kind of up to the players and what they what they decide. I'm not really like kind of super superstitious. Then <laughs> yeah. really, doesn't really bother me too much. So yeah, I like to see. I like to see his show off stuff that we've won because it's a positive thing and we had a shite season last year, etc. So yeah, yeah, it's good. Good from that point of view. And of course, while we're on it, um, Guildford can uh, can call themselves the the Patton Conference champions after their couple of wins over Manchester at the weekend. So uh, that's good for them to to be second season team and winning a bit of silverware there. The Patton Conference. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe maybe it should be called that. I see that Fife <laughs> Fife tweeted their congrats to them, but spelled it. Parton, <laughs> and people were just tweeting, Dolly. "We Dolly, we Dolly gifts, yeah." Right, classic Fife. Nah, good. That obviously, you know, I, I quite like Guildford apart from when they play us. Um, yeah. So yeah, fair play to them. Uh, a good, good team to watch. Good brand of hockey, as they say. Elsewhere, then, uh, I wasn't going to go into too much detail in terms of the games. Uh, from the last week 
across the league. Um, just a couple of highlights if if you've got any. But a wee quick skim. A wee a wee skimmer, yeah. A wee skimming stone. Um, Milton Keynes. It's fair to say they were quite unlucky down in Cardiff. Four one lead they had, I believe, and Cardiff came back to win six five, and then Cardiff won. 6-4 down in, in Milton on the Sunday. Um, the only incident of note, not the only incident of note, but something I did want to mention, a ban that's come out of that game on Saturday for Sean Bentivoglio for a check to the head. I think he got two games. But it wasn't called on the play when they were Milton were uh, in Cardiff zone. The check comes in and then Bentivoglio gets it and plays a part in a goal. Now, just in general, what do you think about... Well, first of all, the referees have got to be the first point of call for player protection, but it's always a bit a bit of a bugbear when a guy uh, gets a, a retrospective ban for a hit that maybe had a, a big part to play in a, or a moment in, in a game that changed, changed the way it went. Yeah, for sure. That's... That's the reason why they're why they're there. They're, they're supposed to be there to to protect the players. That's you know that's their that's their job. If they don't if they're not doing that, um, you know maybe they maybe they need some some further training. I, I do think they need I do think they need to help the refs. I will say that you know whether whether enough's been done for them is that uh, another matter. But even just uh, having more having more refs. You know, just to kind of swap in and out because we've seen a lot of the same guys. Yeah. So you know, obviously it'll be the same down there as well. You'll see a lot of the same guys as well. So even just from that sort of aspect, to try and to try and freshen up a wee bit so that there's maybe no sort of undercurrents. Um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one, but it's a difficult one. Yeah. No, it is. Um, it's always obviously annoying. I think Tim Wallace was. Uh, pretty frustrated at, at that goal and then that sort of started Cardiff's comeback there um, but yeah as, as I say he's got a, a two game ban off the back of that so always a, a bit of a controversial one Guildford had a back to back with Manchester as we've said 6-1 they won in Manchester on Saturday and then Sunday it was a, a much closer one only a 1-0 but the thing to mention there was uh, obviously, the the fallout from the the incident in Fife last weekend. Uh, Manchester lost uh, Harrison Ruop to a three game suspension, and London Springer to five games. While we're on it, Evan Stoffler Fife got six game suspension. Uh, without going into too much detail, what did you think about the the general outcome of that incident? That was a mess, isn't it? Yeah. It's a total mess. You know, Dan ba- Dan Byers. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, he was the other. You know, the other culprit that uh, sort of evaded punishment for that. Um, Did he get one game? He got one game for, uh, I think it may have been a check to the head, but, you know, sort of not at that point in the game. And, you know, he's the one that's sort of instigating all um, from the get-go, so, uh, you know, if he's not involved there, then nothing happens, and, you know, no other penalties are, are issued. So, in terms of in terms of the stuff that one, I think that's probably a wee bit harsh. You know, given their the sort of reasoning was that he was the first to 
sort of start flying the punches and you know given that given that Byers was the one that sort of instigated the whole uh, the whole thing at the end you know that's probably not not fair so I think you know Fife probably have a wee bit of grievance about that yeah the Rube, the Rube one's probably fair and what was the other one Springer oh the Springer one yeah yeah I think the, the Springer one's probably probably a fair call as well but just um you know, just uh, in general, the the six games for Stoffel and sort of nothing for Byers just didn't really transpire well. I think the theme with a lot of these things is that um, without the first incident, the rest wouldn't happen. Um, which in an ideal world, obviously, you stop at the source. But um, as you say, Byers looks to have been the, the cause of that one. Um, and obviously, he's escaping fairly lightly. Um, Given uh, he's... Sorry, just yeah, yeah. given he's a kind of repeat offender thing as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, what, what does that what does that mean as well? Yeah, well, we've mentioned we mentioned them every other week. Byers, <laughs> Shane Backer, Springer every so often as well, but it's probably yeah. going to same amount of penalty minutes as Dundee do as a team. Yeah, and I think in the end it will really cost them, and well, hopefully you, you do want these bands to cost teams. Um, five lost. Crowder to, to one of the hits. They lost Arson, who I believe's potentially out for the season. And then obviously Stofflet been out, so Fife um as a result really struggled at the weekend. Been down a few players, I don't think they brought anybody else in, so two I defeats. Think they, I don't think they can now either. Nah, you're you're probably right. Um two defeats, one to Coventry, seven four at home and then Four one away to Dundee, so it's really kind of hit them as well. And um, when you look at the table there, uh, after after the weekend, it's really sort of shuffled around. I think we can say we are quite relatively comfortable at the moment, and in third, given we've got those games in hand and a, a few points clear, uh, and hopefully continue to play as well as we have been. But from Nottingham down to Manchester now who've slipped into 10th uh, all those teams just kind of switch positions after after each game and five having been I think they were top weren't they at one point they're now yes. in danger of, of not getting that playoff place a uh, four point weekend for, for Coventry's put them back in the running so it's pretty exciting down there yes um, you know Manchester losing five straight now um, so yeah, I think we, you know the bands are going to catch up with them. Yeah, at some point, there's only so many, there's only so many bands or so many penalties that you can take um, before it starts affecting the rest of the team. Uh, I think they're starting to see that now. Um, uh, you know, teams above them all, all have games in hand as well, so that's that's not helping them there. Um, it's quite incredible though, that just the kind of the fall off that they've had since. Uh, you know, since finishing second last season, albeit they lost uh, a lot, a lot of their guys to us, but <laughs> yeah, naturally that's going to be difficult to to replace, but not to not to that extent anyway. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I mean, I think the guys that we've got will be buzzing that they got out of there. Yeah. Not that, not that obviously they would have been been the same team with those guys in it, but um, I think obviously the likes of Becca, Hanson, Pitt, etc. Are enjoying themselves by the looks of it, and 
and it's showing. Um, I think Finnerty had said it was the most embarrassing game he'd ever coached. The the six one defeat to Guildford <coughs> at home or something like that in his post match. So, yeah, the 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 um, the the way they're they're doing it at the moment, as you say, the band's catching up. So they they will be struggling. Help. They'll be struggling. Yeah, I think, definitely yeah. will be. That's not going to help team morale there either. Uh, you know, so in, in the lead up to the playoffs, yeah, what you want to hear from your coach? Um, no. At the end of the day, it's up to him to sort to turn it around. Um, I wonder how the the likes of the the other guys in it. You see the the good. I'm going to say the good players. You know what I mean? The guys that don't really get involved with that stuff. Um, mm. The Hammond type players. I wonder how they they all think about the the whole thing. Obviously, it's it's not ideal. It's hampering their chances, but um, yeah, they've put themselves definitely under pressure there. Um, really slumping down now, and it's hard to get out of a a run of defeats like that when you're in it. Um, especially especially being down some players. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Um, you know, just kind of looking about there as well. Obviously, five losing a couple of games and. Injuries and suspensions starting to, to catch up with them as well. Although they've got games in hand, but still slip, slipping down. You don't want to be in that you don't want to be in that position when you're you know a couple of months away from the from the playoffs. Uh, Sheffield as well, just kind of plodding along. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're very. Kinda... They are exactly like their table position saying. I think they seem to pick up. Um, the odd win and, and look good and then and then lose one again so well, I mean like, like I say as well anytime they play Nottingham they always beat them so yeah well they're, they're guaranteed the two there uh, <laughs> exactly Dundee yes. and, and Coventry on the on the whole you know they've been they've been I think performing a lot better uh, recently as well I'll, I'll say that for yeah you'd like to think um Obviously, Coventry and Dundee, as you say, the, the form teams there, so maybe they'll be the ones to leapfrog over over Fife. And, uh, but who knows? Yeah, it could be. We, we discussed the potential playoff seedings that we wouldn't really go into, but at the moment, you just can't tell who it's going to be because all yeah. those teams will be all over the place come, come another three or four games. So um, that's the way it is. Just quickly then, looking forward to... To this week, we have three games this week. First of which is against the Steelers that we mentioned on Wednesday uh, down in Sheffield. How do you see that one going? That's uh, you know it's it's always tough going to going to Sheffield and they'll have the the six 0 game probably fresh in their memory as well. So I think they'll be trying to look to make amends there, um, and obviously with the, the playoffs in mind as well, trying to. Um, cement their place there as well. So I think that'll be a that'll be a, a difficult game that one. But you know, I've I've just I've got good faith in the team just now and, and how they're playing, how they can handle themselves. Uh, overall, I think I think we'll do pretty well. I don't know. Difficult. I'm going to. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be positive. I'll say we get two points. Yeah, it would be good to have Peacock back, obviously, and get a, a full complement of players. Um, I think he's out for a while. Is he? Right. I think I'd seen, or somebody had said it was like 68 weeks, maybe. Oh, really? Right. 
Okay, so not sure what it, not sure what the injury is, but or how accurate that is, but right, potentially struggling to yeah to finish the season really or well certainly possibly yeah possibly we'll need to see how how that one goes but yeah it's a it's a three away game week for us so I think maybe without the challenge cup distraction we'll be able to to focus on that but yeah I'm confident going in there and winning at the moment to be honest Uh, so we'll take the two there Uh, (laughs) we're then away to Nottingham on Saturday a team who we've done fairly well against recently and they're you know you do never know what to expect but if we manage to to get the two there it will really really give us some breathing space away from them yeah that's going to be uh, again it's another another tough game uh, but you know we've we've done well against them this season um, overall I think we're as if We've played them four times and we've won three of them. Could be wrong with that, but I seem to remember that. Uh, so again, I think we've kind of got the upper hand there, um, and I think we can. I think we can do that one as well. Yeah. Why not? Historically, I don't think we've we've always been great down there, but um, it's a it's a confident team against a a team who are you know the opposite. I think at the moment, so. Uh, yeah, we're just predicting wins all the time here now. Um, potentially not Sunday though. Uh, up against the nemesis from this this season, Guildford. <laughs> if anything, that, that's probably our. You could say our toughest game out of the three, given given our record against them this year. I think you know it's between Nottingham and Guildford for what would be what you'd class as the hardest game, but. Um, for me, the Guildford one is the one I see as least likely to get points in. Yeah, I mean, I would also agree with that. I think, you know, Guildford's hit a, a, a bit of a slump, but um, they've won three on the bounce, and and obviously the uh, the Challenge Cup as well um, gives them confidence. So I think they'll be, especially at home as well. I would fancy Guildford for that one. Yeah, uh, we'll do our we'll do our. Wee, one word prediction just to to round off the hockey stuff before I move on because it's always well two words let's go for no in fact one word told me away right one word prediction so Wednesday night uh, Guilford Milton Uh, (laughs) yeah actually used your word that's me (laughs) (laughs) Guilford alright okay Uh, yeah same (laughs) Scottish (laughs) agree Ah, see, that's two. I've used about 50, right. Home, uh, Manchester, Dundee. Dundee. Away, I agree. Nottingham, Coventry. Let's go Blaze for that one. Home win. Home. <laughs> I keep using more than one. It's difficult. <laughs> uh, Friday night, Belfast, Cardiff. This, incidentally, is obviously the, the showdown there, I think. Uh, Belfast play Cardiff twice at home yeah and then obviously I think they've got to play each other again further down the line but a big weekend from the, the league point of view Friday, Saturday Belfast, Cardiff what do you think about those? Cardiff are you know they shipped what was it nine goals against Milton Keynes uh, last weekend so I don't think they're playing at the at the top of their game and I think they're 
potentially there for the taking. Uh, it's just whether Belfast have got it in them for, for you know, two two nights straight. Um, let's let's say Belfast to win both. Oof. And make, make it a nice wee tasty. Oof. Tasty finish. It's a big call. I think that'll be split. I've also got to say that Cardiff will win. Yeah, you do have to, but you don't anymore. Um, I just think Cardiff have got that that know-how in, in these games. I think they'll get two of the four points. Milton, Manchester. Let's go Milton, come on. I'm going to say Milton as well. Yeah, let's do it. Partly uh, just because I wanted to happen. Yeah, I wanted to happen as well. Give the boys a win, come on. Uh, what about Sheffield, Coventry. Sheffield. <laughs> I'd like Coventry to do it, but Sheffield. <laughs> um, and Fife, Dundee. Dundee. Fife. Uh, Do you have had the upper hand on Fife this season? They have, no, they definitely have. I think they've won the last four or something like that. Um, yeah, possible. which I, so I don't know why I'm picking Fife, but I just am. Sunday just night, Coventry Fife. <laughs> don't know why they're just so difficult to pick now, just because where everybody is in the, in the I table. I know, I know. That's why the fixtures are good, like exciting in terms of all the games mean stuff, because there's only probably one team out of it. Yeah. That's potentially a game where both teams really need a win. I'll say Coventry, home advantage. Same, 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 same. And Manchester, Sheffield. Sheffield. <laughs> Just Manchester losing all their games now because they've got no players. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, Plus, I mean, who's to say that somebody else is not going to get a ban in the next? Well, exactly. Couple of games coming up, so. Exactly. Who um, knows? I think um, I was going to say instead of our, our wee football sec- section, but we will we will touch on a couple of things just quickly. But I'd like to do a go back to a wee critical mode, um, and oh. a couple of a couple of funny news stories. If you have any, I've seen one that, that made me laugh a lot, so go on to that. But um, just quickly on the the Valencia result, first of all, 2 0 away win for Valencia at Parkhead last week. It's not looking good for, for staying in Europe. No, it's not. Um, I think it's safe to say that, uh, that we'll, be, we'll be going out at this point. Um, I feel like on, on Thursday, I feel like Celtic. You know, had their fair possession um, of the ball, but they didn't really do anything with it. And uh, Valencia sort of picked their uh, picked their times to go and to go and attack it and uh, chase it down, and it worked to their advantage. So obviously, I mean, th- I think they'll be sort of used to playing that style, of, and, you know, playing the likes of Barcelona and Real Madrid. So you know, they're kind of used to that that sort of style. But I, I do feel like they need to they need to find a, a different way to play in Europe because. Um, I just don't think we've got the players that are able to to play the way that Brendan Rodgers wants wants Celtic to play in Europe. Yeah, uh, yeah I won't probably go into it too much, but I, I think yeah, it's it's um, the way he's and there's nothing wrong with with him wanting to to play that style. Obviously, wants to play attractive football and stuff, but I think when you come up against that better level of team, there needs to be some. Some kind of, some kind of adjustment there. 
he's never going to be that guy that that changes really. I don't I don't see it. I think it was potentially the same when he was at Liverpool, but I think you got to appreciate when you you come up against a a higher level that um, maybe some some adjustments needed. But it's it's hard to say because as you say, if you if you change to to being fully defensive and look to get you know if you think about it in terms of that the Lennon Neil Lennon result the Barcelona game uh, the stats in that were unbelievable were they not in terms of possession and attempts and stuff but do you want the do you want that that European success or or is it is it about the the ten in a row I guess really because I think they're Going to be fairly comfortable domestically. Yeah, um, for me, I, I, for me, it's all about getting ten in Really, I, I think you know, if you if you ask most Celtic fans, I think they would they would probably say the same. That's your kind of your bread and butter, really. Uh, what else? Any other cliches I can use? Meat and drink. That's your meat and drink. Your vanilla. No, I, your I, vanilla I ice cream. Your what? Your vanilla. Oh yeah, vanilla. <laughs> a favourite in the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's that's got to be the that's got to be the aim. Uh, I think whether whether Brendan Rodgers will be here for that or not, I'm not sure. But but the song says yes. No, the song says yes. But whether he will actually be here or not is a, a different yeah. thing. Do you think if they? I think it's obviously looking like they're going to win the league now, but. If they didn't, if Celtic didn't win the league, I think probably Rodgers wouldn't be there. But do you think even if they do, do you think he'll be be managing Celtic next season? That's a that's a tough question. I think he, I think he, I think he will be. You know, he's he's made it no secret that he, that he loves the club and um, is enjoying his time here. Apparently, so uh, that's all good stuff. It's you know whether. Whether he's going to be given, given the funds in the summer to go and to go and sort of recruit guys uh, on a permanent deal or not, we've got a lot a lot of loan signings in at the moment. Uh, so you know, potentially a big summer ahead. But I think he'll be I think he'll be here, um, as the song says. Yeah. Well, um, obviously the, the lead in the league was extended to eight points with Rangers dropping. Points at home to St Johnson, then Celtic getting the the last gasp winner at Kelly. Um, I think that's for me pretty much game set match in terms of the league. Are you the same? No. <laughs> <laughs> so negative. No, but I, I don't. I don't know. I'll just you know I'm just kind of of the mindset that it's it's not over till it's over kind of thing. But it does it does give us a, a, a bit of a cushion, uh, although we've got a few difficult games coming up. Um, yeah, but at the end you're also assuming that the, the chasing pack aren't gonna drop points and I think you definitely they definitely are, so uh, <laughs> for me eight eight points is, is too much. I'll I'll take your word for it. Right. <laughs> you better. <laughs> Quickly on to just obviously Thursday you see it as a uh, anything's a bonus type thing and focus on the league yeah I mean if, if we can get out I think you know one having scored a goal and two not losing it I think that's that's positive uh, 
and that's something to take forward. But in terms of actually getting through to the next round, it's, yeah, I think it's beyond us. Yeah. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't see it. Well, it would be, it'd be a great, yeah, a great achievement, I think, from this position especially. Um, myself, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I don't really see it, but you never know. A quick wee, quick wee shout out to, to Party Thistle, my boy's still rolling on. Three wins in a trot now, and a, a goal from a guy who I thought had definitely retired. Scott, Ma- Scott McDonald. Um, I'm, in, I'm informed he has been training with Party Thistle, but uh, I didn't expect to, to see him see him playing again. But um, yeah, one of those things. I think they can probably consider themselves in the hunt for the league now. <laughs> That's not going to Only 20 points off the top. Well, it's not over till it's over. No. Stick in there. Um, that's what I say. Alright, on to some other business. I think what better way to start than, than with a, a critical mode. Um, for anyone who perhaps hasn't listened before because we've not done it in a few weeks. The format of this is we give each other a subject one minute on the clock and you've got to be critical <laughs> of the subject. You've got to get stuck right in. Um, whether, whether you agree with it or not, yeah, yeah, you'd be fully really agree. And it just ends up in one minute worth of shit getting spouted. But, um, I've got a subject for you um, if you want to have a go. Sure. Um, um, Hit me with it. The subject is uh, car lighting. <laughs> now, uh, just in general, this is the subject. I'm talking about people not having lights on or people having the wrong lights on. Oh, yeah. That's more what I mean. things going around. That is more what I mean. So, um, you can you can go mental with that. Um, I'll shove a, a wee minute on the clock for you and you can take it away whenever you're good. Right. Okay, let's go. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to start with people that drive with their interior light on. That just, uh, <laughs> for some reason, it drives me mental. Um, shouldn't be doing it. Don't know why I'm doing it. Why have you got a light on? What are you doing? What are you looking for? Something in your glove box? Looking for some documents, how you pound the trolley or something like that. You know, just get a rest. You don't need to do it when you're driving, just leave it. It will sort itself out. Next time you've got headlights, headlights, you know, folk that have got their headlights off when they're driving at night just completely baffles me. I don't understand it. Um, you people driving about with side lights on. That's <laughs> the one not, that gets me. No, <laughs> no bright enough for a start. Uh, does it mean the, the headlights aren't working? And then you've got ones, you've got people that put headlights in upside down or something, or pointing the wrong way, and they point right at you when you're driving, and just absolutely does my boxing. Yeah. As a fellow driver, so yeah. well aware that this is my minute. That is, that's your minute. But you've you've basically hit the nail on the head there. You've got people driving with side lights. I think they just don't know that they've got the side light on but I never know how you can not know 
uh, especially if you're in a, a place with no streetlights. There's a, a universal difference in the sign for side lights <laughs> and headlights. And then you've got the, the fog light. Fog light fannies, as I call them. <laughs> uh, that are, that drive about with their... Sorry, or fog light fannies or the high beam harries. Right. That have got their high beams on. High beam, yeah. Instead of just instead of just your dip beam day to day, it's you know, it's pretty simple. Sort it out. In terms of a critical mode, you know, you could probably expand this out to five minutes. You could, yeah. Um, but just you know, sort of country roads and stuff like that, especially. You always get there's always one. There's always one guy that's just these full beams on the full way. <laughs> yeah. And he's just. You know, he's just just having them on and he's not going to turn them off. And you'll just need to fucking deal with it. Yeah. Shocking. Right, hit me. Oof, need to calm down. Right. Here we go. You ready, Sam? Your critical mode. I don't know if I am. For this time is junk mail. And I'm going to... I'm going to say... So this could be... Junk mail stuff that comes through your door, or or emails that you receive, so spam emails, or just junk. I guess it's right. like an Americanism, but you can, yeah, yeah. Okay. You weave your way around that. Right. Okay. So I'll start off with the junk emails. I have to say, and this is kind of a cop out, but I'm quite good for unsubscribing. So I'm pretty minimalist in terms of inbox, but as soon as some shite comes in there. It's getting deleted and unsubscribed by habit. Away you go. The worst bit though, especially here, and this is a shout out for any East End fans that we've got, East End Council, we get the same shite through the through the, the post box every week. But not only that, we get it twice in the same postage visit. So you've got a, your Hillary's Blaine's or your Salvation Army, or your whatever you want to call it, sell your house flyers, and you've got them, five flyers, obviously. You got them twice, so that's double the recycling, double the trees cut down, double the environmental destruction, double the unacceptability. That's my minute. Yep. Uh, again, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, especially with stuff that comes through twice uh, in the same shift yeah in the same shift I've had that as well you also get I guess there's uh, like folk out on, on Buchanan Street as well handing out flyers but they'll give you like three or four because they've obviously just they've got this pile and they're not allowed to go back until they get rid of it yeah um, see when they're handing out the flyers do they go flyers, flyers. <laughs> Uh, I would, I'd be but, quite likely to take one if somebody did that. <laughs> nah, still wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, so like stuff like that. Farm foods. Oh, farm, farm foods. Farm foods, fucking, they fucking love. That is it. They love the junk. That is it. Junk Every mail time. and junk food. Junk food. <laughs> they love just posting absolute shite deals on... You know, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't. I don't even look at it. it just goes straight in the bin. Yeah, I know exactly. 
and it is just as you say, it's a waste. It's unenvironmentally friendly, if that's a thing. Yeah. Environmentally unfriendly. Yeah. Not sustainable. Just chopped down trees for. I wonder how many trees have been chopped down to make farm foods leaflets. Well, exactly. Because especially it's just given everyone's going nonsense. to Greg's now for their sausage rolls. Well, exactly. So, get it, get it sorted. Not even Len Goodman can save your advertising. I think was that's that, who it was, was that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but he used to say farm, farm foods. Yeah, he used to emphasise foods more than farm. <laughs> farm <No>. foods. It's a term. Farm, sorry, he emphasised farm, didn't he? Farm foods. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah. Aye, get get it sorted. Straight into recycling. Oh, don't even get me started. Recycling. <laughs> save it for next week. Right, we'll save it. Critical hour. We'll save, <laughs> save it for the recycling podcast uh, coming up in the off-season when we've got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Recycling the same chat. See what I did there. One thing I did see in the funny news stories that has to be mentioned is this guy called Pete Hegseth and he is a TV host on Fox News and one of his co-hosts had mentioned that he ate a day-old pizza and this guy then hits out with live on the air that he's never, in the last 10 years, he's not washed his hands because, quote, germs are not a real thing. <laughs> 10 years worth of shite on your hands, not washed. What's going on with that? Uh, I guess any self-defence, you could argue he's not dead. He's still there. The guy's got one leg and three fingers. Nah, I'm joking. He's, he seems <laughs> he seems alright. Right. Nah, I mean, it's just what, what can you what can you say? He says his, his health has improved since he stopped washing his hands because it's a new way of inoculating himself. What I mean, what can you say? Really? I don't think I could go. <laughs> I was going to start thinking how long could I go without washing my hands, but we won't get into it. <laughs> Nah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, even just sat taking the bins out, just feel absolutely bogging after doing it. Saying that, there's um, some people that, that you meet, you know, seem like, you know, well-off people and professional people, and you you get a wee, a wee sniff off them, and you think, he's not washed, <laughs> he's not washed for 10 years. <laughs> Well, that's it. This guy's a this guy's a news anchor, yeah. or a news host. You know how how is he getting into that position where he's got that job, but he's not washing his hands. I know. I wonder if he smells shit though as well, or if he just smells unbelievable. Well, and see, just as people are just assuming, I just think no. Big uh, big Pete must wash his hands. Oh, definitely, absolutely. To use a to use a, an Ally McCoist uh, phrase. He just says the word absolutely over and over. Pronounces Alfredo Morelos in a way that. Morales? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but uh, that's again for another subject matter. But yeah, I mean, surely somebody's got to be having words with him. <laughs> they are at, now. At, at Fox. They are They've now. Got to, be, got to be saying. They'd be cleaner getting a real Fox in. Exactly. Fox News, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Pete's gone and uh, Big Frankie Fox is in there. That's it. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Have you, um, did you see anything that caught your eye this week? Well, uh, I don't, it wasn't this week, but a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know you, what you're saying here. You know already what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There was a new story on the BBC website about a woman from Glasgow that is, uh, is able to taste people's names. Um, apparently, it's a, apparently it's, you know, it's a condition now, so uh, nobody's allowed to, to make fun of her because it's a because it's a condition. Personally, I think it's a lot of shite. What did did it have a name? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Sin, I will pronounce it. Right, right. No. And it gave there were some examples of tastes, weren't there, of people's names. I believe uh, I actually was featured <laughs> <laughs> was featured on that article. Yeah, just first names, obviously. Not uh, Sam Murdoch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very specific. Uh, Sam, you apparently. Uh, your name tastes like tuna. How does that make you feel? Well, compared to some of the other stuff in that list, not too bad. I don't mind tuna. It's not my. It's, it's not my absolute go-to, but I don't mind it. I, I, you know, I don't dislike it, so I'll take it. But I'd prefer my name to taste more of something nice, you know. Empire biscuits, for example. I wonder what uh, I wonder what PX tastes like. <laughs> tastes <laughs> like unwashed. Ten years of unwash. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's there's some utter shite kicking about this. You've got Sean is a mouthful of furniture polish. <laughs> what kind of polish does it say? doesn't specify but um, I wonder how, how you would know what that tastes like before you've even exactly do you think what she's doing is she's she's got people's names written down and she's got furniture polish and she's spraying a bit of furniture polish in the mouth and then a wee bit of the name getting eaten and she's going ah, that's, that's pretty similar uh, I mean or is she putting people's names on bread is she how's she how's she tasting the names? Is it just I'm not sure. She's she's eating them from a a, a clean bacteria free table. How a can clean she make this, this comparison? Of yeah, course, I mean I'm not Of course I'm assuming it is completely a mental thing and there is no real tasting going on. Uh, apparently well according to the BBC uh, article as a as a recognised medical condition, it's, it's been described as a union of the senses. No, I still don't. I still can't. I still can't believe it. Um, I think she's just sat having a good laugh with. Hmm. As she should. Maybe just you know, whatever whatever comes into her, whatever comes into her head first. 
So Danielle is uh, spaghetti hoops. I see that's okay. Personal favourite of mine, but yeah, that's for another time as well. Jack is an old battered leather footstool that's been kicked around a bit. What I want to know is what is an old battered leather footstool that hasn't been kicked around a bit? See, well, to be fair, I quite like the taste of a leather footstool, but I know that if you did kick it around a bit, it, it tends to go off. Right. So, so I can Punching, see, I can see that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a sell by date. As soon as you start kicking it around, that's it. Mm. Take it off the shelves. I yeah. quite, I quite like um, the sound of <laughs> earwax with chocolate. But you've got to think that Ross, we Ross, has got, has got the most steady one in there, but potentially I, one of the most popular. Well, that's it. A Greg sausage roll. A Greg sausage roll. It's not specified whether it is vegan or not. Yeah, not not specified. But and then you've got Jesus. <laughs> Jesus makes a makes an appearance. He's. Uh, Tastes like Maltesers. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it does. James tastes like uh, raindrops on a window pane. Um, I'm guessing that's the the window pane that separates him from ever appearing on this podcast. That could be. And is it? But is it the? Is it the taste of the raindrops, or is it the taste of the pain? That's what we don't know. A combination of the both, I think. Mate, it's just that. <laughs> it's just absolute shite. Hilarious, but absolute shite. Or if, like, maybe maybe she means... Uh, oh, no, they're not... Are they raindrops? Maybe... Oh, no, maybe does she mean... Oh. Maybe kind of corn snacks? Right, like, maybe, maybe. Uh, I see, that's a cop-out, though. In fact, give me two seconds. I'm going to stick my head out the window and see if I can taste James. <laughs> I'm definitely not. But if I if I start to think I'm tasting people's names, I'll give you a shout. And and since since your name's not on here, uh, we can maybe maybe see what I can come up with. But alphabetically, you'd be between foam shrimp sweets and a watered down orange juice. So you taste basically like watery shrimp sweets. <laughs> Uh, that's you there. So I would you, be interested to find out what what mine is. Yeah, maybe you can send away to or she's got one of those things like Wagner on Facebook does the birthday shout outs. Yep. Hello Stephen <laughs> <laughs> You you taste like uh, watery shrimp sweets <laughs> <laughs> Twenty quid. Yeah. Twenty quid per video. No, my my favourite uh, Wagner video was the one about Stuart Armstrong. That was good. What did they say? Because I know he just he just sang the the Stuart Armstrong right. song. The one, <laughs> the ones where they get him to say stuff that he's completely <laughs> unaware about what it is is super <laughs> brilliant. Singing pro IRA songs. Yeah, 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 good stuff. Good laugh. I think that's probably a, a good place for us to end it on on that Wagner note. I actually want to go up, go and look up some of his videos now. I will do. <laughs> but yes, that that was episode forty. 
Uh, obviously Tansky next week and here to here's to many more. Um thanks folks for, for turning up. Unless you get anything else to to add, it's good night from us. I just want to say that uh, <laughs> I want to say <laughs> I just want to say uh no I, I mean if you've been listening to this at the last fifteen minutes of this and you're kinda of thinking what the fuck? It's not normally like this, so um, we take the hockey stuff pretty seriously, but um, the rest of it's just better laugh. Aye, the rest is a good laugh, isn't it? Just a bit of banter at the end of the day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's all it is, it's, it's banter, so don't take it too seriously, you know? But no, apart from that, I've got, I've got nothing else to add. All right. Um, Cheers to, to you for turning up and cheers to everyone for turning up. Cheers to cheers to you, big tuna man. <laughs> Alright, we'll catch you next time. Watery something <laughs> shrimpy. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs>